This FPL season has definitely been go, go, go. A nonstop hustle all the time. Matches, deadlines, unexpected blank and double game weeks, on top of everything the real world has had in store. Sometimes you need a moment to turn off and hit reset. That's when you reach for Coors Light. It's made to chill. For me personally, supporting Fulham during this last year has been a true roller coaster ride. Honestly, when that Adama Traore goal flew past Areola in the 92nd minute of game week 31, the only thing that saved my mental state, the only thing that calmed my nerves, was cracking open a Coors Light. There's only one beer out there that's literally made to chill, and that's Coors Light. The mountains on the bottles and cans even turn blue when your beer is cold. That way, you always know when it's time to chill. When you need to hit reset, just open a Coors Light. It's mountain cold refreshment made to chill. And listen, everyone, summer is pretty much here. It's about to get hot in New York. An ice-cold Coors Light is such a perfect way for me to beat that summertime heat. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light and the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. And as always, celebrate. Hey, all cheaters, and welcome to the Always Cheating Podcast. My name is Josh. I'm here with Brandon. Brandon, how are you? I'm pretty good, Josh. Game Week 21 in the books. A rare week in which both cheaters came out of uh, a game week looking pretty good. Very rare. Yes. So, yeah, you finished on, I, I guess it was 78 points. Is that right? You guessed correct. Yes. <laughs> I guess because I'm looking at it right here. So, hey, you finished <laughs> on 78 points. Uh, I finished on 81, but that was on a, a minus four. Uh, very successful minus four. I brought in Dominic Calvert-Lewin and uh, Zhao Cancelo. So that was a total of, of two points uh, from that minus four. But, massive. Yeah, massive. But I did get... You must Stuart- be buzzing after that, Josh. <laughs> yeah. But, you know, Stuart Dallas comes in scores i think like 15 minutes in that match and then you were like okay fine this is this is fine you know this is this is uh it, it all worked out okay in the end now i you do, do the denzel washington meme of him leaning back in his chair uh clutching his chest breathing a sigh of relief when that <laughs> dallas goal goes in yeah it it really was like this is it feels like the second week in a row where i, I took a hit it didn't pan out and i still am on a green arrow and i am just <laughs> I'm having a very good run, but I'm also having, I think, a fair amount of luck. And um, and I think the that's British fine. Call it, the British call it jam. So A little, a little I, bit of jam. Yeah. I know. Yeah, it's, uh, uh, some people don't know this, but some of our advertising products are out of our control. We, we lean on our friends at Blue Wire to sort us out. I'm really <laughs> hoping they come through with some sort of a – I don't know if this brand crosses the uh, Atlantic to the UK, but Smuckers – <laughs> Phenomenal brand of jam. Maybe Ball Mama, if we yeah. could get a Ball Mama sponsorship. Yeah. And, okay, I mean, in this week I had probably, and this was a, a source of great, um, I would say it was a mixture of delight and derision on our uh, on our Slack feed, Brandon. Uh, Aloha Lounge said, uh, did the FPL app freeze uh, Josh's captain switch to, prevent, to protect the billionaires at Citadel? We did an SEC investigation now. <laughs> so for, uh, for people who are not aware, I 
so we went on our Patreon pod on Thursday, and mm-hmm. I said that I think that Salah looks goal hungry. That even though he's blanked in what felt like ten matches in a row or whatever, that it was, it felt like the right time to captain him when he's got that look in his eye, like he's just. You like totally put like, the short yeah. sell on Salah only to put the short squeeze on Gundogan. Right. So I say all this. I mean it. I mean it when I say it. I, on Friday, share my team out on social media and I have Salah Captain. And uh, around 1130 at night, I have second thoughts and I say, you know what? Gundawan. <laughs> he's at home. He's been rested. Um, Gundawan, uh, they're playing a you know very poor team in Sheffield United. Why am I overthinking this? You, you brought in Gundogan. He just scored a brace for you. Just captain Gundogan. So make a quick switch uh, and then uh, jump over because very conscious of not of not doing any kind of switcheroo. You know, not that anyone's like you know uh, <laughs> calling their lawyer or whatever. Uh, you know, there's mm-hmm. no. But just I, I wanted to be totally upfront and be like, you know what, I'm switching over to Gundogan. So mm-hmm. post a screenshot on there. We got a paper trail. There's a paper trail, and. Uh, Saturday's match rolls around. Uh, I'm, I'm very bummed about Cancelo not starting. And uh, I mean, it wasn't like the most shocking thing in the world, but it was just a little annoying because I, I could have brought in Diaz, you know, and I kind of went for the flash player, which isn't normally a transfer that I would make, but I just sort of got sucked into the Cancelo. Oh, that's not true. You, 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 you tend to gravitate toward the the high upside players. Yeah. I mean, with defenders, it's a little different. I, I, do, I, I can be a little more... Um, conservative when it comes to defenders just because I, I hate that rotation worry um but anyway so you know so i the team she comes out and then i watch the match and the whole match i watch it thinking oh like gundawan he's gonna blank like why didn't i distrust my instincts why didn't i go with sala uh match ends and i i, I you know blast out oh i was like captain blank and zero points from Cancelo. What a start to this game week. Just me being dramatic and complaining. Worst case scenario, I think you said. Worst case scenario. Well, I'd also I'd also brought in DCL for a hit, right? So I'd brought in when that match had already ended too. So that's basically like the, you know, Captain Blank, the forward, the defender I bring in doesn't play, and DCL. Um, DCL gets gets two and looks terrible. I mean, you know, the Everton could not have looked worse in that opening match. Am I? Am I? Thank, thank goodness, say? Everton are thinking they're lucky stars that Leicester came around and Spurs came around this game week to look even worse than they did. So we've suddenly <laughs> forgotten about how bad Everton that's, looked. That's true. true. So uh, somebody, and I, I, I should have pulled up who they were, but congrats to whoever said this to me. But somebody said, you know, Josh. Uh, you captain Sala this week <laughs> and I had woken up late. Um, I, st- I started watching some of the Everton match and, uh, and then I saw that Kinsella was benched and I just, I didn't even want to go look at my team cause I was just so disgusted and annoyed, you know? Um, and so I watched the entire Man City match thinking that I had captained <laughs> Gundogan only to find out minutes after that match ended that I had captained Sala instead. And Brandon, it was like getting one of those death roll calls, you know, like the uh, mm-hmm. where it's like, you know, the call stay comes of from the, the stay of execution that you get the call from the governor. Um, you are you, you got one more day. Uh, they're going to kick this up to the higher court. Um, it was like food tasted better. It was like the sunshine. It was uh-huh. it was it was so ridiculous and like. And completely ludicrous, of course. Like, I don't know how, like, I, I clearly, I just set my team last night. I actually opened up my laptop later and I still had my team there. So clearly I, 
I, I made the cap- captain switch. I shot it out of social media. And in fact, if you go to social media, you can actually see the little box hovering over Gundawan where I have not yet confirmed my transfer. Um, and yeah, I just completely forgot to do it. And I don't want to belabor this here, Josh, but talk yeah. me through this because we have been playing FPL for more than a decade. We've been never, doing this I've podcast done, for never six seasons. Before. Yeah. And and you're constantly saying, I don't use the app because I can't trust it. You're all about like team security and desktop. Yeah. button security and all that sort of thing. What happened? Why did this happen? <laughs> I don't know. What, I don't know what to tell you. I mean, like you said, we've more than a decade. This is 300, something like 400 different times I have gone to the website and set my captain okay. I'm over sending the last you decade. Some, I'm sending you some CBD products in the mail because I think yeah. you just need to chill out a little bit. <laughs> yeah, it was, it was, you know, so I, I don't know what happened. Uh, but I mean, you know, I, it was not, there was no shenanigans on my part. I, I genuinely thought that a captain got a wand. Uh, and then, um, and then I, and then, you know, then today, uh, the solid match happens, Salah gets the braise and I, I feel genuinely kind of bad for a minute, you know? And then I was like, Oh wait, this is a game and who cares? And Why like, did you feel bad? Well, just like, honestly, just cause I had like shared it out. I don't know. It was like, it just like, I felt, I felt dishonest to me a little bit. There, mm-hmm. there, there was a controversial moment a couple weeks ago where somebody had, uh, had said they were going to captain somebody and then had actually uh, captained somebody else. Um, and they did it to like trick their spouse. And, um, and it, it just became this sort of big story in fantasy. And it was kind of like, well, you know, if we're, if we have these advice podcasts and, uh, and then we actually don't follow our advice, like what are we doing exactly, you know? And, um, and like whether our podcast is actually helpful to anybody or not, like I wouldn't want to advocate for a position and then not, and then, and then seem like I was being deceptive at all. So that, that was the only thing is it felt if like you want to make this right, Josh, there's only one way. There's only one thing you can do. I want yeah. you, you must have post-it notes somewhere in your house, find a post-it yeah. note, write on that post-it note, 15 points or write on it, take away 15 points. Right. And I want you to take a photograph of this post-it note, you putting it in an envelope addressed to Stockley park. Uh-huh. In England. And <laughs> I want you to send this in the mail asking FPL Towers to take 15 points away from yeah. you. That yeah. is the only way you can properly show contrition. Right. Really more like 12 points, right? Because I would have gotten three from Gundam. Okay, it'll be so, it'll yeah. be a net 15, a gross 12. That's fine. <laughs> if you want to get the debits and credits involved, that's on you. <laughs> uh, so, yeah. So I ended up finishing on uh, 77, all told. Uh, so good results. And that actually gets me right on the cusp of the top 20K. I'm at 21,490 overall. So, um, yeah, I'm feeling really good about the season. Just, just the one red arrow um, since game week 12. Um, and so, yeah, feeling, you know, feeling really good about my season so far. And, uh, um, yeah. And so obviously just, you know, sheer dumb luck, but, um, you know, this is, this is how the game goes sometimes. And it's the kind of thing mm-hmm. that I, I also think like it never would have happened when I was younger. Like once you hit 30, I, I, I can't explain it. It's like, it's like, I used to work at a bookstore when I was in college and there are people who would, they would come in there and they would return, a book like three days later, they'd be like, Oh, you know, I got home and I realized I already read this book. And when I was younger, I thought that was the most insane thing. I was like, well, how could you ever buy a book? 
or an album or whatever and not yeah. know that you already had it, you know? And the older I get, the more I'm like, oh yeah, that just happens. <laughs> like That's just like, yeah. <laughs> that is just like a, the, like your brain just does not, it just starts to work worse, you know? And yeah, so I think yeah. that's, that's, that's the culprit I'm blaming here. Alzheimer's is a horrible way to go. <laughs> uh, and we're not there yet, but it's, no. you know, it's, it's, it's on the cards. It's, you know, it's a possibility. Sadly, yeah, it's a possibility. <laughs> so, and you, and you obviously had a good game week as well, Brent. I mean, even better than mine. Yeah, I did. I finished on 78 gross and net. It's a, that's a straight even for me. Yep. And, um, that's 30 points, massive 30 points above the game week average of 48. So I'm counting my lucky stars here. And, uh, this week, I just chose to go no nonsense and I landed on the solid captaincy just based on, you know, the, the aggregated betting odds and anytime goal scorer. And I just said, you know what, this week is, there's a lot of chance that's going to happen this week. And I did trust the eye test that we talked about on our Patreon podcast on Thursday. So going with Sala was huge. And if I look at my team, you know, there, there are a lot of, uh, black marks. I, I, I had two free transfers to play. So I brought in Gundawan and Calvert Lewin. Both of them blanked. Watkins blanked. Fernandez, Bruno, what the heck is going on with him? Blank. Yeah. Justin for one point. But then it's just it, it it's a the magic of a game week. And I think this is a realization that I came to a couple of months ago of my game week, my successful game weeks this season have largely revolved around a successful captaincy and getting 30 points from Salah really was huge. And so it's a journey. This season for me, Josh, is a journey. It's a vision quest. Mm -hmm. And uh, this week landed me at 328K, which is my highest rank of the season. Long way to go. Yeah, it's only going to get harder from here to crack the top 100K. But 328K. And uh, I, I have to be feeling really good about how it's going. Yeah, I mean, what is that? One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve. So yeah, I mean, twelve green arrows in the last fourteen game weeks for you, um, and so that's from three point six million to three hundred twenty-eight thousand. So that's whatever that is, right? That, that's that's three point three million <laughs> managers that you've that you've left over. Yeah, uh, right. I, you know. I was I was saying this a while back about how I feel that there was a turning point maybe a month ago where I felt like I had finally was operating from a position of clarity. And I think FPL managers who are foundering, you feel like I just don't know what to do or I don't know what I just did. And yeah. it's you're 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 off kilter and once you finally find yourself in a position of clarity things start to get a little easier now i'm not suggesting that i'm i mean i it's i don't feel like there's magic in the air when i look at my my fantasy team not Mm -hmm. not at all but i do feel like i have a sense of control which is really great yeah it it is nice to to sort of feel like you know what your moves are what you're doing i mean it's it's interesting because i was just thinking about um the next few weeks and how we're in like it's interesting because obviously like in in on the one hand it's kind of crazy right now there's matches like every three days and um and in i think you can see it in the matches too like we're just seeing like a little bit of like i mean like you mentioned bruno right i mean i I think it's just like they're getting a little jaded it's almost like just the kind of quirk of the fa cup too and i i i you know i i I don't know. I feel like a lot of these Premier League teams are taking the FA Cup a little too seriously. And like this, that might have been a chance to <laughs> yeah. to rest some players, and and maybe maybe Bruno would have if. I mean, actually, he was. You know, I, he actually was rested. Now that I think about it, in the uh, 
and the Man United Liverpool. I feel like, yeah, I I think just talking about Bruno real quick as a sidebar, that he wasn't awful. I think that Manchester United's performance at the weekend was was not great as a whole, but I didn't come away from that match saying Bruno was a problem to solve. And then, you know, see exhibit A, Mohamed Salah. This is why we have patience with these premium players that have an FPL pedigree is they are captainable and Bruno remains captainable and maybe you may have to wait a month, but when you do, you can get a 30 point bump and then, I mean, yeah, you can average that out over the course of six weeks and and it's, it's less sexy, but uh, they can really change the trajectory of a season and of a game week just based solely on that. So I think, um, that that's my general feeling on Bruno. And I think that was the story of game week 21 was how Mo Salah reminds us all how FPL really works is that you just have to stick to your guns with these yeah. true premium stalwarts. Well, it's so interesting too how like how form can, can shift and, and, and suddenly like these, you know, because I think it's, it was Salah when he had this sort of bad run, maybe kind of before the FA Cup, it was, uh, it looked like, there, you know, it's like, well, you're like, how does he ever score? You know, it's like you start to like get, the, get that moment. Mm-hmm. You're just like, I don't understand. I can't even understand how Mo Salah <laughs> could score in a match. You know, it's yeah. like, this, like, of course, it's yeah. a crazy thing to say, but it's like, it feels like impossible. And then. He's always I, trapped down by the corner flag and, and it's <laughs> passing backward to Trent and who knows yeah, what's going on. Exactly. And and I thought about that with, uh, that's like DCL this weekend. It's like DCL is, and the whole that whole team is just not in great form. We all got suckered into it. I'm not going to say it was a Twitter trap or whatever, because it was it was honestly a, a Harry Kane problem that I think most of us had. And Harry Kane was out and it just, it just created this problem for a, a lot of us to solve. You know, like, what do you do? And then you're sort of banking and hoping that Calvert-Lewin might go back to, you know, how he looked at the start of the season. And he had one decent moment. He had one, um, one pass for Hamas Rodriguez in the first half. But, but in general, one shining moment, this is like March madness. music. It's kind of, that was pretty much it. And, and then you're like, right, well, this is just like, this is what it's like when you're not in great form, right? You just look like you could never score again. And it's like, he needs, he needs something lucky to happen, right? He needs to like, just, you know, be in just the right spot on a corner kick or, you know, um, Gilfie uh, Sigurdsson like a, to hand him the ball on a penalty kick. Yeah. Or just like have like a, you know, back pass misplayed into his feet or, you know what I mean? It's like, he just needs yeah. like some piece of like dumb luck. You know, I remember that happened with David McGoldrick was like this last year where he just had this <laughs> terrible run. And if we're in a place where we're comparing DCL to David McGoldrick, boy, we have problems. Right. And I'm glad, I'm yeah. glad there are no time limits on this podcast. <laughs> yeah. I think at that point it's, yeah. So we'll, we'll talk more about Everton uh, later on in the, in the pod or game week 22 section. So, uh, just a, a quick shout out to the top 10 in the uh, Patreon League. And uh, Brandon, do you want to read off the top 10? Yeah, starting in 10, we've got Wallace Clark in ninth place, Vigard Knudsen. Seventh, it's Finn Soli, followed by Athol Rusten. In sixth, Joachim Delang. In fifth, Neil Head, Cool and Shower. Shout out to our Patreon subscribers. Tottenham Tater Tots in fourth, that's Brian Grady. In third place, Daniel Mergery. In second, Shout out to Vova Popleshko. I hope we got that right. And in first, Matt Carvel, Cancelo Culture. And if you're looking at where he is ranked overall in the world, I've got a live rank here for Matt Carvel at 33 OR, which is incredible. So congrats, Matt. 
Yeah, not yeah, and and thank you to uh, uh, FPL Game Week, by the way. Just a, a free plug for them because um, they're uh, so good at having these um, all these mini leagues updated in a really clean way. It's very easy for everybody to access. Yeah. So yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, definitely, that's where you and I have been going to pull these top tens because it takes for sure. uh, the regular site um, a, a little a little too long. Um, although it was great having they had, they had me on uh, as a as a guest on this week's podcast. So this is the first time you're listening. Uh, uh, because you saw us in the FPL show, um, I raved about Tomas Suchek, and he got one point. So there you go. That's the uh, that's the pundit bump right there. The, for <laughs> the power of the power of punditry. <laughs> Listen, people just want to hear uh, a, a regular old pub chat, Josh. They don't want yeah. to get the do this, do that sort of nonsense. Hey, okay? he almost pulled off an overhead kick uh in in the box which <laughs> yeah. at six foot eight would have been an incredible goal to score yeah peter crouch style and then <laughs> and then you know there were you could tell this is it's a great fpl moment uh and a great fpl twitter moment where you can see who doesn't have either you bench suchek or you don't own him where there was this rampant call for well that should have been a red card Right. Well, that's nonsense that Thomas Suchek didn't get a red card. Now, debatable over here in a separate conversation, but the fantasy conversation, it's just a way to separate people who benched or didn't own. Yeah, it's, it's true. And the people who are like really mean-spirited about it, I, I, those are people I just, I've just started to unfollow because I just don't need that. I don't need that, Brandon. Germanic? Sure. That that's ain't, that's ain't, you know ain't trying to be about that. Okay. No, let's, exactly. But let, let, yeah. let's talk about something more fun and and positive. We've got a yeah. icebreaker here before we get into our game week twenty two preview, and that is inspired by Sam Rossiter, who wants to know. This is kind of like based on your your uh, jammy lucky yep slash awesome moment this weekend, where you thought you captain Gundawan, it turned out you captain Sala. Sam wants to know. Yeah. What is your favorite ever FPL moment? Now, yeah. 10, 10 seasons of playing fantasy, it's hard to keep them all straight. But is there one that stands out in your mind? Yeah. Um, and th- this one, you know, given that it got me almost the tw- top 20K, like it's 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 in the probably in the top 10. I mean, just in terms of like just the sheer craziness of it and, and how, how well it worked out. Uh, but I will say, uh, the one that stands out, you, I feel like you even know what I'm going to say here. Cause it's, it's like, it's one I've talked about I know, yeah. so many, so many times, but it was, um, you know, this random, it was, it was a, a, a crap double game week, um, like five years ago. And, um, it was, uh, Aston Villa and QPR had a double and, uh, I was in the midst of what, what, what was, what was, what was going to be, I, I was having a, a, a pretty decent season and I decided to go all in on this double game week. And I brought in Charlie Taylor and, um, uh, Christian Benteke. Christian, thank you. Christian Benteke. And I captain Taylor and vice captain Benteke. And it was just, it was just a game week that like no one was even taking that seriously. Like it was kind of, you know, just like this happens like once every season or two where you just have a, you know, it's like the Brighton, the classic Brighton, um, uh, the, 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 the Duffy double game week a couple of years yeah. ago where you're like, well, it's a double, so we should do something, but we should also probably just ignore it. Um, so anyway, I, I went on in those two and I think they, they both scored more than 20 points, maybe more than, more than 25 points a piece. Um, and it was like a complete season changing moment for me. I ended up finishing in the top 1500, uh, overall that season. And, um, it was just, uh, um, and it was just like, I mean, the best moments to me are the ones where things go extraordinarily well and the, they go well for players who aren't that highly owned. Right. So mm-hmm. it feels like you almost kind of have this like unique sensation. Like I got this right, you know, and then that, that yeah. that's the feeling I'm always kind of chasing in fantasy. 
Yeah, for me, it's more like uh, I imagine the mentality of a Navy SEAL. Like, I don't want to know the dirty deeds that I have to do on every mission that I go on. So mm-hmm. as soon as I complete a game week, I have to put it behind me. So I actually, when when this question comes up, like, what's your greatest moment, your favorite memory of FPL? It's a really, it's one that I really struggle with. Yeah, And just uh, more abstractly, anytime a player of mine scores a second goal, you know, whether it's a captain or a non-captain, there yeah. is no, for me, pound for pound, no more euphoric moment than when a player you have in your fantasy squad scores the second goal. Now, maybe it's Aguero who goes on to score four goals. And y- y- sure, there is a different type of reverie that you go into upon that fourth goal. But there, it, it doesn't match the feeling that you have, the adrenaline kick that you get when it's the second goal. My favorite actual moment is and I, I kind of remember it less for the impact that it had on my season or my game week, but it was more I can just visualize myself in my living room with a blanket over my head watching Chelsea Southampton. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was at the bridge and Graziano Pele. Remember him? This is probably yeah. right around the time you were having your your um your Benteke banters. Um And Pele scores the third goal to go 3-1 up against Chelsea. And I don't think it was his second match, but I think it was his second return on the match. And it was the moment where you actually stand up. Everyone remembers the moment in their domicile in which they go from (laughs) sitting down to standing up. You know that's an important moment. And and, um, I I live for... That, that's kind of why you turn off your notifications and you don't try to peek ahead on other timelines because you, as a, as a diehard fantasy manager, live for those moments when it, it actually happens. And it is so rare that it actually happens when a player doesn't just come through but exceeds expectations. And when it yeah. comes to exceeding expectations, I can think of nobody other than Graziano Pele. Yeah, that is a that is a he was and he was fun too because we you and I had been tracking him, not kind of intentionally <laughs> yeah. necessarily, but we'd been t- tracking him since you and I used to watch old um, back back in long ago before kids and and COVID, yeah. uh, we would uh, get together and just watch like any old like any old it match was the Dutch was league TV. I think that yeah. he was in yep. and yep. Uh, you know we we kind of place non-monetary wagers on when the you know at wit at, between which minute and which minute would the next goal come and goals come <laughs> fast and furious in the dutch yeah, exactly the average score in a dutch league match is like 10 to 9 so you're you're getting you're getting goals every uh every three yeah. minutes or so it's, it's a good it's a good betting game to play with your with your buddy with your buddy um all right so let's let's take a break and we're gonna get back and we're gonna talk about game week 21 shorter pod this week because we want to get right into uh right into it because the game actually kicks off on tuesday at 1 p.m uh, with a with a barn burner, Brandon and Sheffield mm. West Brom. So let's uh, let's take a oh, break God. and we'll we'll get back to it. Brandon, a quick break to talk about Patreon. This podcast we're recording this late on uh, Sunday, January thirty first. But by the time you're listening, it'll be February first. And the first of the month is a perfect time to become a new Patreon supporter. You can join the Slack and continue to grill me about my my incredibly jammy luck. Uh, yeah, a special shout out to our friends Red Dagger and Aloha Lounge who are 
who are really uh, <laughs> giving it, give me, give me, it was my day in the barrel yesterday and I deserved it. Um, and, There's uh, an incredible amount of yeah. world building around this story too on the Slack, which I've yeah. been enjoying. Really, yeah, really, uh, it was a GameStop meets Josh Landon in a really uh, entertaining way. Um, We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. But uh, so, yeah, first of the month's a great time to do it because your pledge uh, gets you a, a full full month of free access. So uh, go to patreon.com slash always cheating to support the podcast. Uh, and, and just and honestly, just to say, uh, not honestly, but just as a way to say thanks for for what we do. Um, and a quick shout out to our newest patrons. We've got a bunch of new Lord Sorloth patrons this week. Uh, Nadiwa Mukalabai. Uh, Philip Okenden, Fred Barker, Gergo Hyman, Thomas Jones, and Alexander Turnbull. New Pookie patron is Luke Price. And Brandon, we had a Volkswagen patron as well, but they are... <clears throat> wow, I like my voice broke. Like I was so nervous. Uh, they have decided to <laughs> remain anonymous, Brandon. So yeah. just... Just an anonymous patron. The less fair side, the play. Better. Somebody's trying to hide their identity in a very hyper competitive mini league, and I respect that. And so you Likewise. mentioned the Slack. Yep. If you become a patron, you also get access to a second podcast every week, so you get more FPL content. And that second podcast is ad free, or at the highest tiers, you can get access to Patreon swag like our Make Fantasy Fun Again T-shirt. Again, that website is Patreon.com/slash Always Cheating. Josh. Again, let's just cut it, make a clean break, come back, and hit everyone with our Game Week 22 preview. Perfect. This podcast is sponsored by BetterHelp. Is there something interfering with your happiness or preventing you from achieving your goals? Maybe your fantasy team is distracting you from other important parts of your life. BetterHelp will assess your needs and match you with your own licensed professional therapist, and you can start communicating in less than 48 hours. It's not a crisis line. It's not self-help. It's professional counseling done securely online. And there's a broad range of expertise available, expertise that may not be locally available in many areas, and BetterHelp is worldwide. You can log into your account anytime and send a message to your counselor, and you'll get timely, thoughtful responses. Plus, you can schedule weekly video or phone sessions so you won't ever have to sit in an uncomfortable waiting room again. BetterHelp is committed to facilitating great therapeutic matches, and they can make it easy and free to change counselors if needed. It's more affordable than traditional offline counseling, and financial aid is available. 
BetterHelp wants you to start living a happier life today. So visit BetterHelp.com slash cheating. That's better H-E-L-P. And join the more than 1 million people who have taken charge of their mental health with the help of an experienced professional. In fact, so many people have been using BetterHelp that they're recruiting additional counselors in all 50 states. And here's a special offer for Always Cheating listeners. Get 10% off your first month at BetterHelp.com slash cheating. All right, Brandon, we're back. As I mentioned, Game Week 22 kicks off on Tuesday with a real slate of garbage. Uh, Sheffield yeah, United, yeah. West Brom, uh, Wolves, Arsenal, which I, I can't say that I'm excited about that, to be quite honest. It's uh, uh, I mean, There's Arsenal, something about Arsenal right now. The fact that everyone is yeah. really trying to trying their hardest and bless them to get hyped yeah. about o- Odegaard. Yeah. Um, Shows you that there's just Arsenal don't have the sex appeal this season. They just well, don't. not if not if Saka is out. I mean, I, I was sort of buying into the hype a little bit, and now it's like Saka and Tierney are out, and just like I don't know, I'm, I, I need a little, uh, I need more, Brandon. I need you know, I don't know. It's like a <laughs> and, and and Wolves are kind of the same way. I mean, Wolves just just are not the same without uh, without Raul Jimenez. It's just not as yeah. I mean, you you think that whole team was? I mean, I guess their defense has been a little banged up with with Bowley, et cetera, but. Um, and then Johnny and, and Matt Doherty feels like an injury, even though it was just, they just, it, it is an, in, it's just an interesting case with wolves where they're a product of their, it's, it's a unique product of your unsuccess story in which they had really marquee players. Yeah. Matt Doherty, you, he's gone. You know, they sold him. They cashed in. He's dead now. <laughs> He's gone now. We, we, I'm not sure where he went. I have no idea how that story will end. I don't care, to be honest with you. Um, and that is, they just kind of ended the story of Wolves in the Premier League in that way. And you then, you put yourself in the situation where you really have to hope that it's all going to suddenly click with your new signings, like Semedo potent etc and if it yeah. doesn't holy crap it's really going to be tough for you yeah then then suddenly you're swansea right this is like yeah. uh yeah. you know swansea was this well-oiled machine and it was like they just kept losing parts you know and then suddenly they were they were down you know so mm-hmm. um yeah so but that's i mean you know i mean i think arsenal have been a lot more fun to watch but yeah with you know if, if tyranny and Saka are out this just feels yeah. like a nil nil to me um, and, uh, and then you've got, I don't know why I'm going through all the matches. We don't normally do this, but uh-huh. then you've got, go on, uh, keep man, going. You're yeah, in the flow. Man, yeah. Mania at Southampton, which is, uh, well, it could be entertaining. Southampton, I think are going to be looking for some, some, a little bit of revenge after getting, um, some, some, they're, they were on the, 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 the rough end of some VAR calls over the weekend, Brandon. And yeah. yeah. And, uh, and then you've got Newcastle Crystal Palace. So Sheffield United, West Brom, Newcastle Crystal Palace. I mean, those are, you know, I mean, no offense to the supporters of those clubs, but those are just not matches that, as a neutral, I'm I'm super jazzed about. I got to be quite well. Honest they're with not. They're. I I think the the kinder way of putting that, Josh, is they don't seem at this point in time fantasy relevant. <laughs> yeah, now, <okay. laughs> maybe maybe Newcastle Crystal Palace is fantasy relevant if you're out there with your uh, you're celebrating your Wilson brace, your improbable. Wilson Brace, and 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 then if that's the case, then you're holding Wilson. I think to focus on Manchester United Southampton here, 
not to get ahead of ourselves with the captaincy discussion, but Bruno and the whole mob there at Manchester United, I I think this is a difficult one to predict. Therefore, the captaincy armband goes nowhere near Bruno here. But then again, Southampton, it's kind of like they had a sugar they had a sugar rush crash i don't know you have the you have the small child you tell me mm-hmm. after they had that win against liverpool 1-0 it's not really been as you know we haven't seen hassenhudel laying down on the pitch crying tears of joy since then yeah yeah it's, it was i don't really and ings looked a little better today he looked but kind of back to his 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 more dangerous self today. I guess it was the match was yesterday. Um, yeah, a wild match. I mean, as a as a Martinez owner, that was that was intense. I mean, I, some people were like, "Oh, like doesn't the um, uh, does you know does that does that scare you off the Villa defense at all?" But to me, it's just a testament to how strong they are defensively. I mean, yeah, like the the VAR thing was a was a super close call. Um, and you know, but the handball thing is like, whatever, like that, you know, they didn't call it on the pitch. And so like, you know, like you can, you can always debate handballs to me, you know, but it feels like, uh, you know, Southampton are a team that are not held scoreless very often, you know? And so for them to go in there and do that just further proves that they are a team that just, they, they shut down almost every team that isn't like a top four squad. Um, and so Burnley. Yeah. And, and yeah, which, and even that was just a weird one, right? It was, it was just uh-huh. like a, I mean, Martinez had like his worst game. It was, you know, just these like just bad positioning and, on both of the, I mean, the, the corner kick was, was just a good, was just a good strike from me, but, um, but the other two goals were kind of fluky. I, we actually had a chance to talk about that because it was, that was midweek last week, but, um, but then, yeah, he, I thought he was really strong yesterday in that match. Oh yeah. And, he he yeah. continues to perform at an elite level. He is the most informed goalkeeper in the premier league Martinez. Yeah. There's no, no doubt yeah. about that. Yeah. Um, so, you know, I'm actually going to pull up a question here. Um, the first question for game week 22 that I've got, I've got a few hand, got a handful of questions here, Brandon, our, our five mm. questions for game week 22 plus one bonus question. Um, mm. So uh, this comes from JL. He says a week ago uh, this time. The JL. Obvious... Uh, is that, is that, is that the JL that I'm hosting a podcast with? Yeah, that's me. Yeah. I just have to use a nickname there. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> I, I, I added my own question to the pod. Um, a week ago this time, the obvious... Membership has its privileges, folks. <laughs> a week ago this time, the obvious, no doubt, captain pick, Bruno, blanked. This is going into game week 20. Yeah. This week, that pick is Sala. I think it's fair to say, right? Sala, to me, is the no doubt captain pick this week. Yes. Um, if we go with someone else as our captain... Who do we choose? Because I think that, you know, it, it got a little ludicrous last week where Bruno was like 185% his effective ownership, right? So effective ownership just means <laughs> your ownership. And then if you, if you captain that player, it's like, you know, it's like you own them twice, right? Yeah. So your ownership is, is 200%. So uh-huh. Bruno was a extremely highly owned player. And then he was yeah. captained by virtually everyone who had him. So his ownership was like 186% uh, in the league. And, and on the one hand, it, it, it honestly made that match kind of irrelevant. I, I, w- I was, I felt like sort of not engaged with it because it was, it felt so like, uninteresting to me like a you tree know, like, falling in the woods if you will yeah and so you know and but i also in hindsight it was like well that can be an edge like it's a risk clearly but like if you're three hundred and seventy nine thousand overall yeah. and everyone is going with one player this week 
there, you know, there is a real strong incentive, in my opinion, to gamble with with somebody else, right? Maybe it's a Shao Cancelo or something. So, so who do you think are our captain options if you don't go solo this week? Well, yeah, you have to look at Manchester City, Burnley. Uh, even though we just talked about how they they put up a good fight against Villa a couple of weeks ago, Burnley looked really poor this weekend, and Manchester City. Even though it was just a one nil scoreline for them in game week twenty one, they are on a roll and they look terrific. They're the thing that was striking to me about this weekend is that Pep continues this trend of his where he complains about the number of substitutions post um COVID special season. Yeah. And he continues to just make one substitution yeah. per match. In like the eighty seventh minute, right? It was, yeah, <laughs> but that that doesn't stop the commentators from then looking up and down the city bench, like who could Pep bring in at this point? And you're just looking at this elite bench that he has, yeah, compared to other teams. And rotation uh, aside, City could really unleash a barrage against Burnley. And um, yeah. we were talking a bit about reverse fixtures last week, but uh, which we can't really do against Burnley because. City played Burnley with Peacock, Farrell, and Goal, and 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 they were reduced. But I think Gundogan is a cheeky pick. I think a lot of people will be scared off of that because Gundogan blanked this week, despite even yeah. playing ninety minutes. But that yeah. he 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 remains an option. You could look at Leicester City, Harvey Barnes. Harvey Barnes is the the non Vardy pick because. Mm-hmm. Whenever Vardy is not playing for Leicester City, it just seems to be that it's Harvey Barnes who picks up. Harvey Barnes the, is a good shout. I, I hadn't even yeah. really thought about Barnes as a, as, a, as an option, but that's that's an interesting interesting shout. But beyond that, uh, I'm, I mean, I wouldn't go so far as to say uh, that Callum Wilson is is an interesting shout. And then if you look at at Villa, I I think West Ham are. West Ham, it's it's a claret and blue rivalry, but also I think West Ham and Villa are both kind of on equal footing, and that's a hard one to predict. So yeah. the Bruno week where you're talking about the effective ownership was insane for Bruno, close to 200%. That was a week worth taking a risk. Is that a week not worth taking a risk? In game week 21, there was a bigger division of captaincies. People in game week 21 that's just passed went for Son. They went for Salah. They went for Gundogan. Mm-hmm. Some of them went for a city defender. It was widely split. And I think the big swing was less in game week 20 and more in game week 21 for those that chose to go Salah. It's sort of like if you see the effective ownership is going to be so huge, just yeah. kind of ride that wave and go with it. Don't I hate to argue to yeah. not be different, but I think you know what I'm getting at. Yeah, I I, I mean I, I guess I just disagree. I mean I, I think that if you're you know top three or top five in your mini league, then then yeah, I think that's probably the way to go. But I mean, you know, just I mean, just to look at an example last week, I mean, you know, it was sort of I think it kind of leaked out early that, you know, Kinsella was going to was going to start that that West Brom match. Um, and you know, what did he end up with like 17 points in the end? I mean, if you had captain Cancelo, you would have had 34 points versus three for Bruno, right? I mean that, that, you know, versus four for Bruno. I mean, that's a, it's a 30 point swing right there. And that can completely, uh, you know, just vault you over, over multiple people. So if you um, can predict that, if you can predict Cancelo getting a goal in the system, a clean sheet, then God bless. Well, you can't, but I'm just saying that it's, 
I, I don't know. I mean, like it's it just, it just depends on your risk tolerance. Right. I mean, if, yeah. you know, if, if, if Salah goes off this midweek and you know, you're like, I am going to delete, I'm going to delete my team. I'm going to, you know, um, go on social media and get angry and like, like, and be like a, you know, and just, and just like lose your mind over it, then, then yeah. clearly you shouldn't do it. But if, if this is all just kind of fun and, and like a bit of a gamble for you and, and, you know, you don't care if you finish 300 or 800 overall, you know, 800,000 overall, then, um, then I'm, I don't know. I'm just saying that like, there are some opportunities here, I think yeah. to, to be a little different. I mean, I think even Bruno, right. I mean, um, I mean, you know, he's home, Bruno home to Southampton. Mm-hmm. I mean, Southampton are without Kyle Walker Peters right now. They don't look nearly as strong defensively, but you know, it's, it's an option. It is an option. I, I, I think that's right. Like you, the, the goal is if you want to be different and go not Salas, you don't want to suddenly lump Bruno into that conversation. Odds are, as you're pointing out, Josh, a huge majority of people are going to be captaining Salah in game week 22, where Bruno doesn't seem like a not obvious pick. So he, he, that is an edge right there. However, yeah. United do have this issue of of really performing at Old Trafford without fans, which, which um, should be mentioned. Uh, yeah and it's just a, i mean like do you think there's any risk of Salah not starting i i, I i'm i'm a little doubtful myself no uh, I, he starts he plays i mean the only yeah. the only reason that i think you saw the level of rotation in game week 21 for liverpool was because mané was out with his muscle strain and i'm not sure how long he's going to be out but i think klopp had to kind of mix up the the uh, cast because of that, it was less, I need to rest a bunch of people, and it was more uh, needs must there. Yeah. Yeah, it was a weird one, too. I mean, I, I mean, I guess it worked out fine at the end. I mean, it, Rigi offers nothing. <laughs> like, it feels like... He was terrible. He yeah, was terrible. Yeah. Shakiri. I mean, he had a great pass to Salah for the for the for Salah's brace. I, you know, credit to him. He's, he's, he's just such a funny player. I, I, I kind of like him in spite of, like... You know, I don't know. I mean, like he—he's—he's he's not a bad—he's not a bad player to have on the bench. You know, he's—he's kind of—he's kind of fun. He's—he's he's just got like he's such a bull in the china shop. Like there was like a moment where he like he tackled Tomas Suchek, and it was like he—you know—he's like a foot and a half shorter than Suchek, and it was just like. <laughs> but that's the kind of guy that Shakiri is, right? He just like he just barrels around, running at everybody, and it doesn't always work, but it is kind of—it's fun to watch. Yes, it is fun to watch. It is fun. So, captaincy. I—I I, I guess that's. I, 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 I am not a courageous manager, Josh. I think I'm just going to land on Salah here. I don't have the guts, even though I'm in a position, I think, where I want to be a little more risky. But yeah. this just doesn't feel like the week to me. I don't know. I think that Cancelo is really tempting away to Burnley. Um, I think that he is uh, almost like I would say as close to like hundred percent to start as you would get. Right. Just because he has been so good recently. And uh uh, you know, he's been rested a lot, which is kind of a little worrisome now. If you, he started all these Premier League matches, but then it's like, it, was it, was it just because Kyle Walker had COVID, you know? And like, I, I don't know. Now I'm like a little worried about, about, but he, he's also looks so good when he plays. So it's, it's, I'm just a little confused about what, what, I mean, I know like, it's just like, you kind of like can roll your eyes and be like, well, this is, you know, pep rotates, but, um, but I, I don't know. I mean, it's just weird for someone to play so well and then, and then to get benched, you know, three days later. And I guess it's just that like he wanted to have him fresh for the, uh, um, for the, 
the Liverpool match, I suppose, next weekend, right? And so maybe he starts midweek in the Liverpool match now. But Maybe. I think this season more than ever sort of uh, underlines why Pep does what he does, where he's achieved this season an actual team that has so many different moving parts and he can play Kyle Walker over Cancelo. You know, you're not going to score as many goals, but you're going to get the same result. You're going to get three points. And I think that's what Pep has always wanted. He's like, I can just play whoever I want. He doesn't have to. It's like the opposite of Jose Mourinho, where Jose Mourinho's system only works if he has 11, just 11 players who buy mind, body and soul into his system and they never change. Pep is Pep is more. You are all brainless, soulless robots and I can play with you as I wish. (laughs) And and I think he's got that this season, which is kind of awesome. So. What do we think about, I mean, I'll just pull this question up from Red Dagger. It says, uh, so should I hold Stones and Cancelo? So, I mean, if you if you have Cancelo and you have Stones, um, are you, is it Cancelo? I don't know. That, that's like one of those ones where I'm like, do I dare try to say it the right way? Or am I just going to sound even dumber? I've never heard Cancelo, to be okay. To, okay. to be clear with you. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> All right. Fair enough. So <laughs> Stones, I mean, because I my plan was to bring in Stones this week and, and double up in the Man City defense. And now I'm like, well, am I just going to have two defenders and Stones and Cancelo who every single time I look at a clean sheet, I have to like sweat and hope that they actually start this week. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, having one of those is okay, but having two is like, it gets, it's just kind of annoying, right? It doesn't, I mean, like it's only, there's only so many game weeks left in the season. You know, I don't want a player's only going to start half of them. So that just throws me off a little bit. So what do you think about stones and, and Cancelo? Well, I think for game week 22, I'd feel pretty good about it. If you felt, criminally burned in game week 21 with those two players i would say you have to expect that you'll get you'll get not repaid but you'll get paid to a degree in game week 22 you roll with it but if you're in your position josh where you're looking to buy a second city defender why are you not looking at ruben diaz um, yeah, I mean, I guess he's the other option. I actually am just slightly worried that he might get rested for the, um, for the <laughs> okay, Burnley God. match. This is, um, this is like a, this is like a, a rest rotation pandemic well, fear yeah, that's I mean, sweeping I, the nation. Well, I mean, I think it's part of it. Just like, well, I mean, why couldn't, why, why wouldn't that be a risk at this point? Right. I mean, like everyone else has been rested. Like, is he the one, only one who, who needs no rest? Like he's like the T2, you know, like, I don't know. He's, like, he it, is the, he is the motherboard. You yeah. you can plug all these other t- okay this this is a theory I don't know and maybe yeah. this is biased because I have DS yeah but from what I've seen the dude is the motherboard he is from the defense stems from him the yeah. the solidity and you wouldn't argue with this the solidity of the defense stems from DS and the way yeah. he's out there on the field you can see it you don't have to look at the numbers you can see he is marshalling everything. Yeah. That is the role that he's playing. And if Pep is looking to move on to do the quadruple or win anything, you any team that has been that successful has had a central defender yeah. that is the linchpin that never totally he's a he's the virtual Van Dyke. I mean, I I don't it'll be interesting to follow Diaz's career in the premier league, but um, he yeah. is the Virgil van Dijk of that squad. I think. Well, I think that's, I think that's why I was so surprised that stones was dropped. Right. Because I felt like that's that, that Diaz stones pairing was so um, felt so solidified now, 
you know, and it, it had been going so well. And so it just felt a little unusual for, for stones to be, um, to be, to be dropped, um, or, or rested or, or whatever, you know? So, mm. Um, yeah. but he had started, he'd started the previous seven matches before that and, um, seven out of 10. So, I mean, part of the reason I, I would prefer stones is just, he's a million cheaper. Right. And so, um, that just, this is a lot of other money that I can spend. Not that I need it right now. I've got like 7 million in the bench. I have 7.8 million on my bench, but, but still, I mean, I, I know I'm going to want to reinvest that later. And so I don't want to just sort of flippantly. Wait, you have $7.8 million in your bank right now? Yeah. Yeah. That's insane. <laughs> That's so crazy. <laughs> I know. I, I've never. I don't think I've ever had this much. I mean, and it's funny because I've got I've got Fernandez and Sala, but yeah. I mean, it was just I brought in Gundogan for KDB. I brought in Calvert Lewin for Kane, um, and it was. And then I mean, Gundogan was the best option, and you know. And so I just like I mean, it's kind of weird right now because like you know, Mane. It's totally weird. I have yeah. uh, right now in my bank, I have 2.2 million. Just, and that's a lot, right? It's a lot. And I have a, like every player in my squad, every single one of them starts. Yeah. All 15 players, they all play. <laughs> and it's weird. a it's a weird season. <laughs> it's weirdly. Usually yeah. if you have a bunch of money in your bank, it means that you've probably got a bunch of cheapos. That are, yeah. It's consequential. I think it's just, yeah, KDB and Kane both being out, uh, Sterling being like a little bit of a rotation risk, Rashford being just a little bit out of form. Aubameyang stinking. Aubameyang stinking, Vardy being injured. I mean, it was really because, you know, that's just been like a real trouble spot for me. I went, I went, I brought in Vardy instead of Antonio, and then I brought in Kane, and then I brought in DCL. And so it's just like every single week I brought in what feels kind of like the wrong forward now DCL, of course, I mean, you know, he's, he's going to, you know, get a little run out and you know, the, the next question actually that, I'll, that from, from yeah, let's, uh, let's Bento talk about Everton. Is, yeah. Rui Bento says, uh, how should we rate Everton assets? Uh, the returns of James and Richarlison together with the favorable fixtures painted a bright picture, but that Newcastle game just happened. Yeah, it did. I have been struggling with this idea because I brought in Dominic Calvert-Lewin like you did, Josh. I, I was yeah. part of that bandwagon, but I, I'll, I'll try to make the argument. I don't know how well I can make it, but if the idea was you were going to bring DCL in and immediately you were going to be like rolling in DCL points, if that was the goal, that was almost, that was clearly foolish. Well, um, in hindsight, yeah. <laughs> um, but I, I, I felt pretty good. <laughs> I genuinely, genuinely, and yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. You said hindsight, so I don't have to. But I genuinely didn't think that the DCL move was short-term points. The DCL pick for me was this is an affordable guy who has performed. As far as elite FPL forwards this season, DCL is still up there. Like, no one is really out, apart from Vardy and Kane, no one is outshining him. And guess what? Vardy and Kane are both injured. So, Calvert Lewin, and, and, but then you have recent performers like Watkins and Antonio that we could consider. But DCL was always going to be a band-aid and i never felt like okay bring in dcl and watch the points roll in there point being this is not to say i'm smart or anything my point is dcl for me was always like a 
two, three, four, five, six week hold. Mm-hmm. And let's see how the points do. So if you want to be knee jerky about Everton's performance and yeah, they didn't, they, they did not perform against Newcastle. Right. Uh, go for it. But I feel like DCL is worth riding for a month just to see what happens. Like what well, else you yeah. got to do? Of course. Of course. I, th- I think that, I mean, uh, but you know, there's, there, there's a couple of things to consider here. I mean, one is um, there, there was a little bit of a Dean, uh, train that started to take off. And, and, you know, you and I talked about him a little bit on the Patreon pod and, um, he had some moments, I suppose, um, some, some big fouls as well. Um, and <laughs> I mean, I think that Dean has a, so Jordan, like a big chance created Dean has a Jordan Pickford problem. And as good as Dean plays, he will always have Jordan Pickford back there to, to cost him clean sheets. And mm-hmm. I, you know, that first Newcastle goal, I, I, I feel like, I don't know. I felt like Pickford was a little out of position on that one. Well, um, Pickford is terrible. Yeah, let's not belabor. Pickford is a, is a bad keeper. And that is why, that is the beauty of Calvert-Lewin. I'm going to continue to beat this drum. Yeah. It doesn't matter what happens in the back line. Like The reason we brought up Dean on the Patreon podcast was because of Dean's service into the box. Right. It had nothing to do with you should go get Lucas Dean. It was all about... Calvert-Lewin could be the benefactor of this. No, Dean is going to lose his clean sheets because they're very spotty at the back. I agree with that. And I, maybe I'm focusing too much on the striker situation, but yeah, Everton as a whole, there are some problems. I concede that. Yeah. I, I mean, I just, I feel like we're, you know, we're into February now we're heading into it. And, um, I mean, you know, it's, he has not scored since the Burnley match which I just looked up as we were talking was December 5th, right? So we're, we're on almost two months uh, since he scored. And so I, I think it's fair to say that I would not recommend bringing him in if, if I didn't already have him. I think that I, I, I'm with you. It's kind of a sunk cost. Um, it would have been nice for that, especially in my case, because I took a minus four to bring him in. Um, mm-hmm. You know, it would have been nice if that had been paid off a little bit sooner. And certainly I wouldn't have taken a minus four if I didn't think he was capable of, of getting some kind of return in that match. And I, I think what worried me was just, what felt like a real lack of, of service. And, um, I, you know, I, there's nothing like a Leeds match to get somebody back into their, you know, um, back into form. So I, I'm hoping <laughs> that Everton leads on Wednesday is a, a kind of classic three, two, by the way, before we started this pod, I went back and rewatched the Patrick Bamford, uh, assist for the third goal for that Leeds match, because Jesus. I thought it was what one a, of the most, what a life you live. <laughs> what a, it was just such a beautiful moment. I thought like it was such a, I, I feel like if you pick like 20 forwards in the premier league, like, like what, like three, maybe Firmino, like there's like a, only a few who would actually be willing to pass the ball in that, and that, and that spot right there, you know, and it was just, yeah. it was perfect. It right. You know, just rolled it to, to Harrison for, yeah. for a goal that couldn't have been stopped. You know, it was su- such a nice moment, such a FIFA goal, a total FIFA goal and an unstoppable FIFA goal. And I, in that moment, I believe that Patrick Bamford is an elite FIFA 21 FUT player. So, um, <laughs> I hope when I get my next pack, that that Patrick Bamford is in there, but I agree it was. And for more than the, okay. So I, uh, the, the assist was cool, but for more for me, having Patrick Bamford and complaining for about a month now, like where is this Bamford that we saw against Aston Villa who could actually clinically finish the ball? Yeah. And the finish that he had for his goal uh, was 
that level of which I think we saw against Aston Villa. So it was, it's just, it, it, it's on par. It's funny that he scored, he had the same points tally in game week 21 as Mo Salah because it was a resurrection in FPL gratitude, FPL form that Bamford had this week where you, you believe uh, that he's back and you, you retweeted this on the always cheating Twitter feed, Josh, of how Bamford even post-match said, yeah, I accept the fact that I was really kind of crap the last couple of weeks and I needed to get back in goal scoring form. And there it is. So he's aware of what's going on. Yeah. And I didn't think his bad form like was, was, I thought that was like a little overstated uh, among some, and people were like dropping him for a hit and stuff. And that that always felt a little extreme to me just because leads are so attacking that you just always felt like there was a chance that he could, he could, you know, turn things around. I mean, yeah, he was, he was, he did probably had one of his worst matches away to Newcastle, but, um, but I mean, you know, he was just, you know, a couple of game weeks returned from back to back eight point returns. And, you know, you look at his aggregate score in the season. I mean, he's 11 goals and seven assists on the, on the yeah, season. I mean, that, you know, he's going to end up with like 15 goals and 10 assists. Right. Yeah. I mean, it's like, you know, it's a, at that massive, price. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. He started at 5.5 million, you know? And so <laughs> I, I think he, to me, he's, he, I, you know, I, I don't know. Was, the second you say season keeper, you're suddenly like, okay, like, you know, like, you know, two weeks away from being dropped. But I, to me, I, I, especially because he can play in any match, right. You can just, you can just start your leads players in every match. You know, you just start Stuart Dallas all the time. Cause you never know if he's, he's going to you know, score a goal. And so I, I would not be surprised if I had Bamford for every, you know, just for the entire season to the end, uh, just cause he's so consistent. And I think both of us bought him at a fairly low price. And so I just don't see any incentive to drop him at this point. If it comes true that he scores 15 goals and 10 assists this season, what's your prediction right here, Josh, about his starting price at the start of mm, next season? Good question. Uh, started at 5.5. I think right now he's at 6.7, 6.6. Uh, 6. Um, I will say that he starts next season at 7.5 million. Mm, I was going to say 7.0. I think we're, I think we're sit- on similar range. pages there. Yeah. Yeah. The Jimenez year two range. I feel like that's yeah. like him and as year two, I think came in around, around that price. Uh, all right. So yeah, Everton uh, did not look good. Let's wait and see after the Everton match. Uh, they, they do play Fulham in a couple of weeks and, and Fulham are in such a terrible spot. Now, they're going to go down, aren't they, Brandon? There's just, there's just no way around it, is there? Yeah, it's unfortunate with Fulham because I'm trying to think of a, of a clever metaphor here about like the, uh, the person in which you see so much potential, but you know that they're actually never going to make it. You know, they're never going to go to college mm-hmm. because Scotty Parker has really found some interesting aspects of this Fulham squad. And it, but, just uh, but I agree. Metaphor, by the way. <laughs> well, and, that, and, and, and which is apt because I think watching Fulham this season is so sad. Yeah. Uh, not to just like being overdramatic about it, but they, there's just no way they can stay up unless they tomorrow we're recording this on the eve of the transfer window closing, unless they miraculously sign some sort of dynamic attacking force, yeah. it's, they cannot score goals. So, yep. uh, and, a, and that's fine. I've made my peace with it. I feel like they're in a real bind where they can either, they can either, you know, shut it down and, and get a nil nil result, or they can open things up and lose, you know, or I guess in the case of the West Brom match, Get a two-two, so they got to enjoy the way. We were texting about this, and I said I agreed with you. And that Fulham are they're they're the eternal question of would you rather fight a horse-sized duck or a hundred duck-sized horses? And Fulham have this question, and 
Can yeah. they answer it? Yeah. I mean, they just can't draw their way. I mean, you know, you look at, you know, their last uh, in, the, in the form table, you know, it's, it's, it's three draws and, and two losses in their last five. And it's just not, it's just not going to be enough. You know, I mean, it's, it's the equivalent of one win in five, basically. Um, you know, and so just, I don't know. I mean, I, it I, makes, I, it I, makes their defensive assets less appealing too. like Ariola yeah. looked like an interesting fantasy goalkeeper for a while, but as we're talking about this, Fulham are going to have to stretch themselves offensively, yeah. meaning that they're going to have to they're going to have to open up their defense a little bit, yeah. and you'll have to expect they're going to be leaking goals as strong as they have been def- defensively the last month or so. It it can't last because they're going to have to stretch to get goals. Therefore, the defensive assets aren't going to be worth four point five. All right, next question, Brandon. This is a question for you as a as a son owner. Uh, did Brighton pull one out of the bag, or do we need to sell Spurs assets? Just asset, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, if you certainly, if you have Dyer or Larice, that's the, the the bell is tolling for thee. Yeah, with Son, you, you were very optimistic going into the Brighton match because Son was the farthest forward he was effectively playing in, uh, up front in Kane's absence and mm-hmm. it's kind of I was excited for how this was going to go for son but what ha- what what happened was you realized oh right the whole thing about how virtually every son goal is assisted by one person who yeah. is not on the pitch that's yeah. a problem <laughs> yeah yeah I, I think some of the historical stuff about how son's done without Kane was not super relevant because I, I think Mourinho smartly realized that he should just build the entire team around the Sun King connection this year, right? I mean, they don't have really any attacking midfielders, right? I mean, they've got, I mean, Endemele is, I, I'd say, more of a central midfielder. Um, you have Bergwijn, who's okay, but probably more of a winger. Um, you know, they, they, they just basically never replaced Christian Eriksen. And so there's just all this pressure on on yeah. Kane and Sun to, to make it happen. And I think that yeah, and so I, I'm kind of with you. There I mean, was a I, feeling that yeah. Lo might be able to do that, but he can't stay fit, nor can he find his form. Right. Um, but Gareth Bale, your boy. Only 9.3 million, Brandon. He is taking <laughs> the absolute piss with this contract at Spurs. It His performance against yeah. Brighton was – I'm not a Spurs fan, mind you. Yeah. It was a, but it was a joke and it was actually quite it was quite telling to see yeah. all Spurs fans that I follow on social media during that match almost to a person turn on Jose Mourinho. They were absolutely disgusted by yeah. what they saw as far as I could tell and yeah. um tough spot. I mean to to be to be have a little fair to Mourinho just just without Kane and and Lacelso um you know, they, they didn't have a lot to, to I don't you know. know. Put Lamella out there. I think Lamella yeah. gets the yeah. short shrift uh, recently. And I think when he came on, he took some ill advised opportunities at the end of the, the match. Lamella did, but he was right. free kick he, late. He was yeah. trying, trying to make the most of it. But Sun does kind of fall loosely into that premium midfielder bracket that we were talking about with Bruno and Sala, where on the right week, this is a player who can make your game week. I, I, I'm not of the mind that you want a captain son with Kane being absent, but son just doesn't feel like a priority to get rid of because yeah. he's going to play and he will have opportunities. Spurs yeah. had virtually no opportunities against Brighton, but the ones that they did generally involve son. 
Yeah, I mean, I, you know, and and game week twenty three. Uh, also looms, um, you know, I mean, well, two things, actually. One is game week 23, um, which is home to West Brom. He's probably the best captain pick uh, for that match, um, despite not, not not being clear who's actually going to pass in the ball. I, I still think, uh, especially because Man City and, and Liverpool play each other that week. So it, I think it feels like maybe the right time to to go off the board a little bit with a captain pick. Um, mm-hmm. And they also have two double game weeks that, that, have, that have yet to be played, um, including one away to Fulham. So... You know, there's a chance that that just gets dropped in at some point in the next in the next few weeks, and so, mm-hmm. you know, if so, um, then then Sun is very much back on the table, right? Um, just and, because, and, yeah, 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 yeah. And just to go back to the Jose Mourinho thing, Jose Mourinho is divisive. He's known for defensive tactics, but it's not like he's not been in this position before, and he has experience. You would expect him to respond to a degree to yeah. try and score, get some more shots on goal. I think that this isn't what you, the, what we saw Spurs v Brighton is hopefully not what you would expect to see in the next couple of game weeks. You'd think that Jose will make some changes. Yeah, I, I would think so. But um, yeah, but like you said, I mean, it, it's not clear who, who, who fills in there? Um, yeah, yeah it, it, isn't it interesting with Lucas Lucas Mora? I guess it's just. I mean, I know he played like thirty minutes today, but um, there was a, there was a moment. I mean, he, he did score ten goals a couple of seasons ago, and yeah, it's 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 a crime against bald people. I think is what it is. <laughs> the whole the whole midfield situation is just so weird. I mean, Deli Alley too, just just like scored 18 goals a couple of seasons ago and now it's like he's just get like he like he, he maybe he's gonna get loaned or sold or who knows nah, listen you walk there. into that you walk into that brand new shiny stadium as jose Mourinho. the first player you eye up is is eric dyer you're like you're the guy let's go let's build a team around you <laughs> speaks a little portuguese uh he's a cool <laughs> yeah, guy Good right? taste i didn't even think about yeah, that that's yeah. funny yeah. um all right so we got uh you know what i'm gonna skip there was a question here from lee thompson about uh, the best defenders with the least rotation risk. I think you just go Diaz and uh, and how about Matt Target? How about that, Brandon? 100 percent, Matt Target. Matt Target is the new James Justin. You know, we move <laughs> fast in FPL circles. James <laughs> Justin was the flavor of the month. I'm sorry, bye bye. It's yeah. all about Target right now. Yeah, he's dirt cheap, and th- this team is just keeping it. Eleven clean sheets so far in the season. It's it's kind of insane. Yeah. And yeah. then the commentary is catching on now about the 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 mind meld that Target has with Grealish, and it is all happening between them down the left hand side. Yeah, and they and they actually have two uh, unconfirmed double game weeks to come as well. So yeah. you know, I actually with 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 just quickly on on Villa. I mean, my thinking right now is that I actually want to drop Watkins at some point, and I, I really want to get Grealish into my team. Um, mm-hmm. I am just so terrified watching these matches not having Grealish like that guy is just so so Dan- and Watkins, yeah. Watkins is fine but he's just not uh I, I think I'd rather I'd, I'd like to just stay doubled up on the um on that Villa defense because it's, it's worked out so well for me this season I mean it really has I mean I've gotten just uh, so many clean sheets from those two doubled up and yeah. um and Watkins is just like you know he, he like basically needs two attacker returns to get bonus points because he misses so many big chances and you know he's, he's a likable player but I'm just not like yeah. hugely sold on him I agree with you. And I've, I've come around on Grealish at this point. Like I, I've had him in my, in and out of my team 
uh, through various points of the last season and this season, and he's done well. But I can't remember the reason why he fell out, but he did. Now I'm in this bind of who do I drop? As mm-hmm. I was talking about and looking at my team, <laughs> somehow I've got to this point where every single one of my players, even my bench goalkeeper plays, who do I drop to get in for Grealish? Is it Sun, Gundogan, or Suchek? And right. this is, it feels like a game of Russian roulette, figuring out which midfielder you're going to drop. Right. At this point. Like, like it has to be Suchek, but at the same time, how do you drop Suchek, right? It's like, yeah, it's <laughs> Suchek is like, this is, I just made this joke, but it, it truly is Russian roulette. I've benched Suchek two weeks in a row. Uh-huh. Last week, he scores a brace. This week, he is on a one pointer and you just don't know. Yep. When it's when the gun's going to go off. And that <laughs> is what makes Suchek so bloody terrifying. Yeah. And there, there were moments during the Liverpool match where Suchek was in the box and you're just thinking, yeah. here it comes. Totally. Here it and comes. They, yeah. And they play Fulham and Sheffield in the next two. Right. So, I mean, there's, yeah. you know, uh, or in two of the next three, I guess they play Villa um, on, on Wednesday. So. Yeah, I think it's I think it's interesting, but yeah, I, I think um, yeah, let's go yeah Diaz and Diaz target and and maybe you know, Stuart Dallas probably gets a shout out too. He hasn't missed a match this season, and you just have to you, you with Stuart Dallas, you just have to mentally just put yourself in the mode that you are not you don't have him for clean sheets. You have him for attacking returns, and if he's you, John Lundstrom, yeah, exactly. He's he's the, he's a John Lundstrom type player, and you know, and any any. Uh, Clean sheet said he gets. He has six in the season, so it's not nothing as a bonus. But he's a you know four point five million defender. I guess he's up to four point eight now, which still isn't that high. Uh, he's got four goals, two assists, and six clean sheets. And honestly, I think I think he could he could even ramp that up if he continues to play yeah, that yeah, position. Yeah, yeah, sure. All right, so uh, I see a question here from our friend AJ who wants to talk about wild cards. This is like a classic. I'm an FPL manager asking for a friend. <laughs> AJ wants to ask name five players you'd 100% bring in if you were wild carding right now. So an inter- interesting sort of pivotal moment in the season where we're, yep. we're through 21 game weeks. Can you name five nailed on? And there is a way for us to answer this question, Josh, where we end up rattling off 20 different names Mm-hmm. Well, let's okay. I mean, nailed on. I think is a little tricky because Cancelo, I think, has to be in this conversation. And if I were wild I probably would have Cancelo, right? Despite the, and I, I, my, I guess my gamble would be that he got his rest, um, you know, at at the weekend, and uh, and he also got well, you, the, you, the man you, needs you, a lot of rest. You, Brendan. you keep talking. You keep you keep sort of making a gag, a meme out of all the rest that Cancelo is getting. It's. And and but it is rotation. Rotation is the issue clearly with him. It's not rest. So well, to know, say I he mean, got his yeah, rest doesn't mean anything. No, I okay. You, you're right. That that is, and I'm being. I guess I'm being a little sarcastic. But he has before this match. He had played in all of the matches going back to game week eleven. He had started in ten and eleven of those. So uh-huh. it you know I'm I'm, I'm I, it's understanding a little bit just because there's a little bit of recency here because he did not start in the Crystal Palace match, um, and then he, you know, which was during the double game week, so it got a lot of attention. And then he didn't start in the Sheffield United match. So those were two matches, two easy home matches, to be to be fair, where he, yeah. he was... So, yeah, maybe he's being saved for the tougher matches. I, I You know, I don't know. Um, but, um, but I, you know, just because of his attacking threat, I think that he would be a player I would consider up there with Diaz. And so I think if I were, if I were to name five players, I would start with those two. 
Yeah, I think I, I, that's a way to approach it. If I think five players that you're 100% bringing in, I tend to gravitate toward the spine. The Maybe they're the boring players, but they're the players who are the less flash. They're the ones that you kind of have to have. They're locked in. And then you build on that with the Kinsellas. So for me, it's Diaz is one of the five. Matt Target, you know, obviously when you think of... Fantastic defenders in the Premier League. You think of Ruben Diaz and you think of Matt Target. <laughs> How do things change fast, Brandon? <laughs> Jack Grealish. Jack Grealish, 100% on your wild card, right? Yeah, Mo Salah. Mo yeah. Salah, 100% in there. And the fifth one I found to be tricky, but I wanted to sort of like keep thinking forward. I don't have any strikers on my list. I think it's Mikel Antonio. I think given his fitness and form right now and that he is the lone striker in the West Ham setup right now, Antonio is locked in to anyone wild carding. That's interesting. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I think you're right. I think I would have him on a wild card. I, I, I guess I will. I would put Patrick Bamford over him. And, and maybe that's just because he did, you know, play so well today. And maybe that throws me like there's a yeah. little bit of and I and I also just literally said that I would I plan to keep him for the entire season. So I think like I have to back up my insertion there. But sure. I, I think that he is he is if one you wild card and you already have the player, does it count? That's the question. That's a good question. That's a yeah, we should we should we should pause the podcast, go ask him <laughs> and, and but I think uh I think you're right. I think I I mean just I think out of safety, I would I would end up having Bruno Fernandez as well. I it, it's kind of surprising just how um, you know, I mean we saw with with Salah today that it doesn't mean that much for some of these players if they go, you know, a long time without returns. But would you would you consider not having Bruno if you were on a wild card? No, I wouldn't. I'd have Bruno for sure. Yeah, yeah. me too. He's just, he's just too he's too important to that team, and that team is too good. And 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 again, I mean, they have a really nice run. They have three home matches and four um, coming up: Southampton, Everton, West Brom, Newcastle. Um, and so maybe this. I, I think you know maybe we're, maybe we're through the worst of it with him. And these yeah. upcoming matches represent an opportunity for him to right the ship a little bit. If you ever have doubts about Bruno, just think back to that West Ham match for West Ham bossed Manchester United in the first half and Bruno didn't start. At halftime, Ole brought on Bruno and Bruno single-handedly annihilated West Ham. Now, I don't say that to mean like he's going to do that every week. It was just evidence of how crucial he is to who Man United are right now. And Man United have designs on a lot of things right now. Certainly in top four. They cannot let that slip away. Bruno is just going to play. And the more he plays, the more opportunities he, he will get. He will return your FPL investment. That is not a worry you should have. No, I, I, I agree with that. I think that this this particular stretch of time, which is going to get a little better after this week, where they're playing every three days, basically, and this has been going on for a month now, um, I think that that does not serve a player who could who, who expends as much energy as he does right yeah. it's it's sort of he's it's not like he's some forward that's hanging on the last defender right he's just like completely involved you know the, the yeah. entire match so um so I, i'm hoping that the kinder fixtures and a little bit of time between matches will will help him. although of course the champions league's coming now too so <laughs> so who knows i don't know it's, it's yeah, gonna be crazy right. once again right. So how are you feeling about game week 22? You've got one free transfer. What, yeah. where, what are you feeling about your transfer and your captaincy pick? Yeah. I mean, I'm still, I mean, to be, to be quite honest with you, I, I'm really, I'm, I'm looking at, uh, uh, Sufal to stones and, um, and again, it's just, it's just, I, I feel like stones, 
and Diaz. It's just a gamble that that I think yeah. that Stones will will get you know the the lion's share of the starts, and so um, you know maybe I should go Diaz. Maybe I will go Diaz in the end. Um, I don't want to get into Captain Gate <laughs> yet again, but yeah. I think you know Sufal is a really good player and not one that I would I would you know drop lightly. But yeah, the alternatives are Stuart Dallas, who I just think is too good value, and um, and then Matt you love him. Yeah, and I guess I you know I could move Trent out too, but. But I just don't want to. I don't know. <laughs> you know, <laughs> uh, Trent. I mean, there's going to be all this news on deadline day of Liverpool signing this new center back from Preston, Preston North, North End. Or, yeah, um, yeah. It's just wild times, man. And um, I can't believe how good Jordan Henderson is. It, is. it made me completely rethink everything I thought about Jordan Henderson. That like you can just not that I like didn't like him or whatever, but I, I just always thought he was like a little overrated to be quite, and I don't uh-huh. even know if overrated is the right word, but just like, he's one of those players who gets showered with such over the top praise, you know? And you're like, is, is it just like, does he deserve it? Or is it just cause he's like the one English guy on the team, you know? Yeah, people um, like a good English lad. They do. Yeah. Um, and you know, so, but I mean, for him to just like slot in a center back and be like, like so good that he's basically anonymous there. Right. Where it's just like, yeah, like, I mean, I mean, you know, maybe, okay. Maybe Van Dyke, you know, stops, uh, stops, uh, uh, what's his name from heading that goal, uh, in the, in the match today. I don't know, but like, it feels like he's been like quite good back there. That was the ultimate stone cold diss on Craig Dawson. I can't believe you <laughs> just Dawson did that to just, that poor man. Just had a total blank for a second <laughs> in his name. <laughs> yeah, I'm with you. I mean, there's, there's just, there's something too, uh, appealing about Trent from a fantasy manager perspective, but I, the Liverpool defense is, this is something that we need the number crunchers to really come at us with yeah. is the amount of money that you're paying for Trent totally. and Robertson yeah. and what you're getting in return. I mean, the fact of the matter is they play Brighton at home at midweek and, you know, I, I, I it just seems unlikely to me that he's going to get dropped for that one. So, um, so he can't go anywhere. This yeah, week. You yeah. yeah. You roll with it. You roll with it. You roll with it. I have absolutely no idea. <laughs> So as I've been talking about through this entire episode, my bigger issue is not who am I going to transfer, but who am I actually going to, how am I going to rotate my squad of ball, absolute ballers? <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> you know, this week I had Suchek, Dallas, and Sufal and Edward Mendy on the bench. All people I clearly could have started. Um, and I and uh, have I have no real holes to fill. So for me, it's kind of, all eyes on bringing Grealish in and I'm just going to bide my time, I think in game week 22 to see who in the midfield is going to get dropped to bring Grealish in. Yeah. I might hold my transfer as well. Uh, I, I, that would kind of make sense. I mean, yeah, my, here's my back line. I've got, uh, Martinez and target, uh, Cancelo, Trent Alexander, Arnold and Stuart Dallas. Right. Mm -hmm. I mean, So if I, if I buy a defender, I guess I'm going five at the back there, you know? And so, um, and then, <laughs> Never I've, got, fun. And then I've got Gundogan, Salah, Fernandez, and then Watkins, Bamford, and Calvert-Lewin up front. So yeah. I look at that team and I don't, I don't think like I've got to burn a transfer here, you know? And yeah. so if I didn't do that, what I could do is um, turn Watkins into Antonio and either bring in Sun or Grealish uh, for game week 23. So, there, you know, that, that that's tempting. 
for sure. Okay. All right. All right. Wheels are in motion. Wheels yeah, are in motion. Be, I like it. Yeah. Maybe Basuma that I would use for that. So. Oh, my yeah. God. No, not Basuma. Say it ain't so. His time has not come. <laughs> it may have. Poor Basuma. He, he scored that one goal right before everybody wildcarded. And <laughs> so we've all been stuck with him for like 20 consecutive <laughs> right. blanks. All right. Anything else on Game Week 22 before we get out of here, Josh? No, I think that's it. Yeah. So just a reminder that kicks off at 1 p.m. or I guess 6 p.m. in the UK. And uh, yeah, that's it. Let's take a break and then we'll uh, wrap up the pod. All right, everybody. Thank you for listening. Uh, once again, it's uh, first of the month. So if you want to support the podcast, you can go to patreon.com slash always cheating. Uh, Brandon, do you want to sign off by thanking our producer patrons? Absolutely. Much respect to the producers of the Always Cheating podcast. Trevor Ingerson, Mike DiPietro, Chris Howell, Andy Penn, Martin Savage, Brian T., The Big Gaffer, Bob Coon, Jeff Husby, Ben Grant, James Holland, Jazz Binning, Dave Wagner, Lodal, Nick Wright, Jim Payne, Brian Chin, Blair Jacobson, Travis West, Victor Forberg, Skogang, Paul Herzig, Kaya Christine Lelang, Andy Portlock, Toothless Gibbon, Lindsay Rostel, Anson Markov, at FPL Merch, Carrie Swanson, Kieran Screeton, Francis Mann, Chris Carter, Blue Nose Stew, Mikey Uon, Bruce Kerr, Nicholas Vernadakis, Sam Shower, Will Husby, Rich Evans, Bobby Styles, and the future media group, FPL. Josh, you've been slacking off. I feel like you haven't subscribed, but you must. <laughs> you will never miss an episode of Always Cheating. Subscribe wherever it is you get fine podcasts. Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Play, Stitcher, Acast, to name a few. And if you be so kind... If you're on Apple Podcasts specifically, they make it so easy, Josh, to mm-hmm. just give us five stars. It's true. Write a little word that says, you know, like thumbs up. Great job. Poku forever. Mm-hmm. I want to see a couple of Apple reviews that say Poku forever. Or, I don't know. Uh, who is your favorite always cheating talisman? Because I feel like we we don't talk about this much, but I feel like we've got a Sorloth contingent out there, but we've got a strong Poku contingent out there. Not to speak ill of the Welsh, there is a huge Sam Bokes contingent out there. <laughs> and then Embakani coming in there on the side door saying, hey, don't forget about me. So I want to see those in the, uh, in the Apple Podcast reviews. Follow us wherever you get social media. Email us, hailcheaters at gmail.com. And find us on our website, alwayscheating.com thanks for listening we'll see you next week bye Headlines remind us daily, the world is a dangerous place. The elites in charge say everything's fine, stop noticing, but you know better. And your gut knows that time is short to prepare for a world that is four missed meals away from chaos. My Patriot Supply has helped over three million families become more self-reliant and is the company Americans trust to prepare. Go to MyPatriotSupply.com and secure their best-selling three-month emergency food kits. Each contain delicious breakfasts, lunches, and dinners, averaging over 2,000 calories per day. Secure at least one food kit for each family member. For a limited time, save $200, plus get free shipping on all their Ready Hour three-month emergency food kits. You're not ready if it's not Ready Hour Foods. 
My Patriot Supply also has solar power generators, water filtration units, biomass stoves, heirloom seeds, and critical survival gear. Shop MyPatriotSupply.com today. MyPatriotSupply.com.